Welcome to the Growing Home Podcast, where we hope to inspire you to lead a life of slow living, nourishing food, family culture, homemaking, and homesteading. This is where we cultivate new skills and fortify our joy alongside you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Growing Home Podcast. I'm Lauren, and this is my co-host, Evan. (laughs) Hi. Today, uh, we're back together and, well, not together, virtually. We were going to record together, and then a series of events unfolded, and we're recording virtually. But it's almost the same, not quite, but we usually record virtually. Anyways, back on track. We're going to be talking today about contentment. That's sort of the overarching theme. We're going to get a little bit more into discontentment, how we battle discontentment, how we find contentment in different circumstances. I guess I'm going to be saying the word contentment a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> um, about some personal experiences, about things that we find that help us. We're going to be bringing some scripture into it and yeah, just kind of diving in with you guys. We imagine this topic is probably constantly coming up for you like it is for us, so Let's think about it, talk about it, get ourselves back into the right mindset. <laughs> yes. If we've fallen out. We're talking to ourselves yeah. and you guys. <laughs> this is as much for us as it is for anybody else, if not more for us. Okay. So we have some scripture. Do you want to start with scripture? I feel like that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, we could. That's really good. I guess we could go back and forth. We didn't talk about the scriptures that we had, so I wonder if we're going to have any overlap. I don't have very many. I just have a, a couple of short. I just have two. Okay, yeah, am I really short too? Didn't want to overload everyone with scripture or anything, but um, there's a lot about contentment in the Bible, um, the reasons we should seek it, um, why we should naturally have it, all those kinds of things. So anyway, I'll read one. Okay. This is so simple, but Genesis 21, 22, God is with you in everything you do. And so in our faith, this is a reason to be content, even in hardship. Uh, we are not alone. We are loved and cared for and sought after and promised a future. And so that should bring peace. Oh, I like that one. Uh, the first, well, the first one I'm going to going to say, not the first one in the order of the ones I had, is Luke 12, 15. It's when Jesus is talking uh, about, it's a parable of the rich fool. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, and, and he said to them, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Mm-hmm. So that's, I guess, specifically to um, being discontent with what you have, like your material things, your physical things, like your home or, you know, certain items or clothing or whatever. And I thought that one was powerful. That was powerful. I love that one too. I think about that one a lot. Uh, my next one kind of pairs with that, and it, so I see kind of the enemy of contentment as anxiety or fear, worry, you know, those things that kind of chip away or steal the contentment that we have, and so this one really applies for me, and I think of this one constantly. Okay, Matthew six twenty six through 27, behold the birds of the heaven that they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, and your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are not ye of much more value than they? And so I this one, basically, one, I love it. It's so good for me because <laughs> that uh, you know our different backgrounds influence how often we're 
feeling stressed about a, a this thing or that. You know, Mason's more apt to feel secure in money and finance, and I'm more likely to feel stressed about it, for example. And so if I can just remember that, wow, look, God created all of these things. He created the birds and he sets me apart from them. He created the flowers and he sets me apart from them as special. And so if I see him take care of those things, will he not take care of me? Has he not always taken good care of me? Yeah. Have I ever starved to death? Not yet. Yeah, true. (laughs) Uh, Okay, my last one is 1 Corinthians 7, 17. Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. So it's like, what are you called to? It's I feel like that's speaking against the comparison of thinking of someone else's calling and wishing that you had that calling or you were in that stage of life or whatever it is and focusing on like where God has placed you right now. I love that you brought that. Yeah. The comparison one, that's such a comparison as a thief of joy. Is that what it is? I love that mm-hmm. quote too. Not not from the Bible, but great. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have another one. I don't know how it's going to land for anyone who doesn't um, follow our faith, but the fear, it's uh, Proverbs 19, 23. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. And I just thought that would be interesting to chew on. It's interesting for me to chew on, like how fear of the Lord could bring peace basically but it does living in a uh, in a way that um like now living in this way where I'm incorporating the fear of the Lord in all my decisions every decision leads to goodness and that brings me peace I don't have to follow my own leadership all the time because um that would be really stressful frankly I don't always know I'm not as wise as God so getting able being able to lean into his wisdom follow his lead and fear um walking outside of his wisdom brings contentment yeah yeah okay well we we started off with just all right great episode the bang okay bye (laughs) just kidding um okay something that I wanted to touch on a little bit that I because when I when I was thinking my my first thoughts of what causes discontentment I think there's a lot of things like Definitely, probably one of the main ones for me is anxiety. That's something I've struggled with as a kid. Uh, but something that came up to me for me and something I've seen a lot with other people and in myself is comparison, like we just said. And I think it's probably always, I mean, it's certainly always been an issue. I mean, it's even mentioned in the Bible. But I think even living living in this age now where we are constantly in taking other people's lives like if I just go on Instagram right now I'm going to see someone with the fanciest house with a giant homestead with like I don't know things that I don't know I'm just trying to think of things you might want you know edited too totally like the highlight reel of people's lives things look perfect and it's so easy to feel like oh I want that I want that I want to be there I want to be doing this I want to be in this season and to overlook you know what god has given you in this season or all of the things that you have to be grateful for and it's easy to say that it's easy to take yourself out and be like well i have lots of things i should be grateful for but i think it's just as easy if not easier to just fall right back into that oh but i want that i wish i was there i wish i was doing that i wish i was feeling like that I knew you were going to bring this up and it, it made me want to prompt you to speak to muting and unfollowing and just 
really owning your your mental space and how it's influenced. I've been feeling that a lot and um, following your lead in the Instagram world because I'm I'm just feeling more and more like what I consume mentally, energetically, um, what I take in, it's it's really important and influential, even if I don't think it is. You want to say anything about that? Yeah, I am uh, very liberal with the mute button, especially <laughs> on Instagram. If you guys don't even know what that is, you can be following someone and then mute their stories or posts. So you just don't see them in your feed. But this this comes up for me, honestly, to be completely honest, there's even people in my real life that I really love and care about and I wouldn't want to unfollow because when I see them in person, I enjoy being around them. But I also just don't want to necessarily see their like maybe I'm getting all of their posts you know how sometimes you'll get someone that's just taking over your entire feed because I don't know you interact with them on social media or something so the algorithm is feeding it to you so sometimes in order for me to still maintain loving that friendship in real life I just don't want to necessarily see all of their Instagram posts of course like that doesn't mean I'm not ever gonna see them or I, w- I won't go to their page and interact with them and stuff but I think curating your what you're seeing when you just open your phone is incredibly mm-hmm. important, at least yeah. for me. And and maybe someone could think of that as being in an echo chamber, but honestly, I think that's all social media really is anyway. You're choosing who you're following. It's not like you're really – I mean, I think there's definitely pros to bringing in some outside perspectives. There's certainly people that I follow that I don't agree with everything on, of course. But if I notice that I'm coming on my phone and I'm opening up Instagram – and I'm scrolling for a sec and then I'm leaving feeling worse than I came and there's of course there's a lot we could dig into here is it the person's fault that's posting absolutely not so I'm the one that's needing to take control over okay well what am I consuming what is this something that is benefiting me because that's really how I see social media is like There are plenty of places, plenty of people, plenty of things in my real life that offer me a lot of difference to my views. I have friends with very differing views. I I love having in-person discussions and debates with people. I personally don't think social media is the the best place most of the time to have these, you know, super different like debates on differing things. So if I'm following someone and it's just not really serving me or or maybe even convicting me in a way that I feel like I need to be convicted. It's not like if it makes me feel any way uncomfortable, then I should just unfollow them. That's not what I mean. But if you can see like, this isn't adding value, maybe this is not something I align with, or it's just not something I even, I just want to be seeing. It just can be that simple. It doesn't have to be something you're against or anti or whatever. It's just, oh, well, I don't really want to be seeing that when I open my phone for five seconds. It can really be that simple. And I think it can come up for for sure as discontentment when let's say you are really like this this was this could be a real example for me when we were living in apartments it was really hard for me to see people living in houses or on homesteads or when we were in our I like to call it the mold house (laughs) people like really grounding down and nesting because I was pregnant at the time like those things were hard for me and it wasn't benefiting me to flood my mind with with that that wasn't a convicting message that I needed to see at that time that was just like overwhelming you needed patience and totally and I needed to just tune that all out and be exactly where I was and realize that and and I need I needed to follow people that were doing small space organization and people that were hyping me up on you know the season of life that I'm that I was in 
And I would just encourage people to to do that. And if some if something that you're taking in is, I don't like the term making you feel, but you know, leading you in a certain direction, don't don't feel like you need to keep following. Just unfollow, or if it's someone you know, mute. It's easy. I was imagining a scenario of like a woman who really wants to have children, and that's not the season she's in. Maybe she doesn't need to follow all the mothering and birth accounts, you know. We all love to follow those birthing accounts. I do right now. But yeah, I could imagine just honoring the season you're in with curating your feed. It seems like a great idea. And I've been following your lead on that. It's been really helpful. Also, being aware of our weaknesses. You know, like if you're someone who feels like insecure with your body or something like that and you're having Mm -hmm. struggles with that, don't feel like you're being unsupportive of women or whatever if you need to unfollow certain accounts that, you know, are really body positive or whatever. There's all kinds of reasons you can curate your feed and just protect your mental space. And sometimes that's a way to serve your family. Like if you're constantly giving bits and pieces of your energy and your good feelings and capacity to be content to things that don't ultimately matter, which I'm going to say scrolling through the posts usually doesn't matter. You'll see some really cool things and maybe some things that will impact your life, but you don't need to see all of it. Yeah. So there's that. Totally. Protect yourself from comparison. There's no harm in it. It's There's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to analyze yourself and say, why can't I handle this? It's like, we're just not actually designed to handle taking in everybody's experience all the time, especially no. not the edited highlight reel version. Yeah. yeah. No way. No way. It's even just the quantity. It's not even that the information has to be bad. It's just the quantity of it that you're taking at one time is a lot. Yeah. And well, I mean, this is going to keep coming up for everyone as we all have entered into this age of major technology infused into our lives daily um and so it's important to just be easy with ourselves and understand that this is new (laughs) and it's not really pairing well with our biology at this point so we have to constantly check in about it and that's okay totally our brains aren't wired for this yeah okay question for you Mm. my own question for you is what do you think are the differences and how do we differentiate and, and make sure it's not leading into discontentment between goals, dreams for the future versus not living in the now? Why are you laughing? Because this has been a huge topic this week between Mason and I because we, um, we're, we're very harmonious and this isn't causing an issue or anything, but it's just one of the few areas where we are wired differently, where um, he is very grounded and happy within his routines and ways of being <laughs> he doesn't want me to poke poke at it so I'm not going to and I don't want him to poke at me for mine but um like he likes his coffee the same way every morning there's no changing it up he doesn't want to try a new latte it's done like he knows what he wants he wants to end his day with a piece of buttered toast that's it for the rest of his life he will want the same coffee in the morning and the same piece of butter toast at night And I love that about him. It's very grounding and safe for me. And historically, I've been adventurous and um, philosophical (laughs) and, uh, yeah, wanting to try new things, always adjusting things for bits of novelty and um, tweaking them to just, I don't know, I'm always curious how things could be better. And so I feel like we can take it to the opposite extremes. That's why it's been a topic of conversation a lot. Is for instance, well, I don't know. I don't want to bring that up this week. Maybe in another episode. 
<laughs> we're, we're flushing out some decision making right now and I don't want to announce it or anything but um <clears throat> I always wonder if am I just discontent and searching for the next thing and and wanting um to keep exploring while not fully seeing what I have and I think it would be easy for Mason to see me like that and for me to see him as um like not being willing to find the next big best thing you know and so we're working with that together of like okay he can ground me and keep me in my contentment and I can gently tug us along to the next thing if that needs to happen or whatever we'll just work together but um for me I just witness my mental state throughout the day. If I notice I'm having a lot of complaint thoughts, I'm not in my contentment. If it's more like, oh, I love my life and all these things and I'm constantly appreciating it and I'm still at the same time very curious about building towards this thing, I generally take that as a sign that uh, this new goal is healthy and maybe laid on my heart by God and something to work towards. That's the difference for me. Where is my mind mostly at? What about you? Do you have any thoughts? That totally makes sense. Uh, so I feel like you summarized it really well. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can talk about a personal experience that I had when we lived in Vegas. I We were living in an apartment, a couple of different apartments, and there was a variety of reasons that it just felt like we needed to leave. Like I was so stressed out being there. I, I couldn't even think about anything else except moving. Mm-hmm. I was like obsessed with it. And... I mean, we knew from the moment that we moved there that we probably weren't going to stay. And I think that just stay like ignited a, yeah, yeah. a series of events where it was just, I have a hard time feeling really grounded and stable if I'm foreseeing another big change in the future, you know? Yeah. It's like, even like with my last apartment, I'm the kind of person that doesn't put up things on the walls and rentals. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, this is temporary. And sure, this house we're living in now, I might not live here forever, but there's no clear end in sight. If I wanted to live here forever, I could, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like that stability. And when we lived in Vegas, I it was hard for us to find community. When, yeah, when we lived in Vegas, I feel like I was so obsessed with trying to escape that I couldn't see all the positives and I wasn't allowing myself to form relationships I kept thinking oh well we're gonna leave so I don't want to make any real friends and uh, I don't I didn't even want to explore the city that much I just wanted to I mean okay it's not like I was sitting in my room all day researching it but it was just this underlying tone of everything I was doing and I just wouldn't allow myself to be content and new age Lauren framed that (laughs) afterwards as like needing to have this and you could see it from a god perspective as well like needing to surrender to what I was currently in before I would be like released essentially in order to move to the next thing you know and and that's essentially what ended up happening eventually I was like I felt like I was so stressed about it at rock bottom on this certain thing not that my life was in shambles but I just could I was so upset about it and I finally was just I just changed my mindset I was I was like okay well I'm here right now I'm gonna make friends I'm gonna connect I'm going to find all the fun spots and that's what we did and we we foraged in the mountains and we hiked and we made some friends and we started buying raw milk and 
I just, we even started looking at land there. We looked at a couple properties up in the mountains and then one about an hour away that was on two acres. And and then we actually went under contract hmm. on a, a one acre piece of land actually in Arizona about just right over the border, about an hour away from Vegas. And we were like, okay, well, maybe this is where we're meant to be, you know? And that's why we're not seeing a way to leave. And then it was sort of at, right after we just decided that we might stay that all these doors started opening up for us to leave Mm. and I don't know I mean there's lots of ways you could frame it now but I was yeah I think my mindset shift of feeling like even if we don't leave I'll be okay me being okay me being happy me being content is not um, all riding on my circumstance changing because I think it's really easy to make an idol out of a different situation. Like once I get to X point, I'll be happy. And that's not real. Like there's mm-hmm. going, there can be certain p- parts of our lives that, yeah, we would like to change, but that doesn't mean that we can't live happy, fulfilled, content lives in the midst of all of that. Right. And uh, (laughs) it comes back to know thyself, like everything else we talk about. If you have a tendency to obsess and become unhappy with your surroundings, then keep an eye on it. You know, I'm very much that way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We've had some, (laughs) some little um, things happening, but we're landed back on our feet. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much what I wanted to say about the story, but yeah, I and I think I've taken that into different circumstances, like like with the apartment living. Like I said, it's it was just yeah, I wasn't in a place that I wanted to be, but I didn't want to make an idol out of having a home that I owned and land and all of these right. things that it's easy to do. I think it's a skill that you can hone to decide to make the most of situations too. Yeah. I have fallen definitely into the trap um many times over the last however many months since we remediated and tore things up, you know, having a pity party for myself of, oh, I can't nest because it's all torn up. Um, But I could be improving little things as I go and getting the space set up for uh, when we do actually get to finish the bathrooms and things like that. I could actually be switching out the lighting fixtures for the ones I have sitting around waiting instead of just sitting on my hands and crying about it. You know what I mean? I think it's definitely something we can hone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we can also, I mean, it's not necessarily going to be easy, right? It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be like we're never going to have another moment of feeling discontent, but just always coming, trying to come back, right? Coming back, it's like we're going to feel these feelings and then also being able to recalibrate ourselves back into what's important. And even the the Bible says, I don't know what verse it is, but it says like, don't store up your treasures here, like store them in heaven. Right. And so it's like refocusing on what's important because it's never going to be what, what's most important is never going to be a circumstance. It's never going to be a house. It's never going to be a new place to live. It's never, it's never even going to be a new stage of life. That's easy too. Or like you said, someone who, really wants to have kids and doesn't have them yet or even someone that let's say has really young kids or a newborn and they're just they really are done with the newborn stage you know it's like we're always going to be going through different seasons of life that it's tempting to feel discontentment 
Yeah. That's like one of Mason's mottos is the grass is not greener on the other totally. side. Um, and I, I really think it's a choice, just like we've talked about love being a choice, respect being a choice. I think con- contentment is a choice. And I, I think contentment is slightly different in definition than peace, but I'm increasingly mm. starting to believe that peace is also a choice. Uh, and you can see this in the patterns in your own life, especially if you look back on your own history, or you can see it in friends and family, um, people who are actively choosing peace and choosing the opposite and creating that for themselves in various ways often has to do with their mindset. And not everything is mindset, but I know contentment is a choice because of so many things, but one of them being there are peoples who have so much less infrastructure physical means, relationships, all sorts of things, and can find more joy than a lot of us in Western cultures. And uh, that's that's very much true. And I feel like visiting and seeing other cultures and being exposed to that is really important. And I'm already dreaming up ways to expose my future children to that, you know, to see that you really don't need an iPad for happiness. You don't need a dishwasher, you can make your happiness as much as you want wherever you you are, wherever your feet land, there you are, and there you can make a good life for yourself. I think we really want to fight that because it can be hard and a lot of our world is encouraging us to be discontent because guess what? We live in a very materialistic here in the USA, it's a very materialistic world. And so the name of the game to get you to keep buying is to convince you that you need more, you need new, you need different. Uh, it's just not the reality. Like so much of what we're exposed to is different from the actual true nature of things. And we have to constantly remind ourselves of it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that could be a good segue too in to maybe some of the more practical ways that we find peace, joy, contentment where we're at right now like yeah. it, let's say we're feeling discontent about something what are ways that you re-center yourself I'm raising my hand yeah <laughs> this one's just been slapping me in the face and I see it in other people too take care of the thing just do it <laughs> I feel like we're um gonna come off as harsh sometimes but it really does come down to that so much of the time 85% of the time, probably more actually, I'm just being lenient. You don't need to talk about it or complain about it or gripe in your head about it. Uh, you just need to take care of it. You can change so many things. We are responsible for so much. We're not victims of most of the things that we tell ourselves that we are. Totally. And so, for instance, I was, I'll just harp on myself here. Uh, it's so hard to do dishes right now. I can, but I still have capacity more than so many people. I still, you know, have um, a tub that I can get clean water poured into. I don't have to fetch it from a river and boil it or anything, (laughs) you know, it's, (laughs) and yeah, it is hard, but I really could just tell myself a different story and I'm working on it actively. Oh, you get to build character during the season of life and look back on um, having a season of struggle in this specific way and laugh about it later, understand other people and their experiences and situations better. You have to do a little extra, a little, a few more steps. You still can do the dishes. So do them, those kinds of things, you know? Totally. That's a really good point. I love that. And you get it and you're in, you're, you're in it right now and I'm in it in different ways. And I'm sure everyone is at some point 
I mean, really at all points, there's probably something that you're battling discontentment with kind of throughout life. I mean, I'm sure there's points where you're not, but often it's probably typical. Uh, I think a couple of practical ways that I have been trying to, yeah, reframe is, yeah, spending time in the word, spending time focusing on things Mm. that feel like when I'm reaching for my phone to scroll at night, I'm turning, like I've, (laughs) Evan knows I've been really into these like debates between because okay a little tangent we've been going to a new church it's a presbyterian church i've never done that before so i've been listening to a lot of debates between presbyterians and other denominations trying to kind of like understand the differences and to me like that's so much more fruitful and i'm gaining all these things rather than just going on social media that was my next point actually time off social media so it's kind of my my trade that i'm making is it doesn't have to be biblical debates it can also be audiobooks it can be you know, ways that you're adding to your life or thinking of a solution even. Like if there's a problem, like for, for me, for example, I've been really struggling with bedtime with the two kids. Like we we struggled in the beginning. It was really easy for a while. And now we're kind of back in the struggle as I'm shifting things. And it's like, instead of just making up all these stories about why it's so hard, like why don't I find some resources to make it easier? You know, you can bring those things in your life and trade out the things that are leading you into a series, like a series of thoughts of this person has it easier. They have uh, their like a story I could make up is they have their husband home at night. So bedtime is easy because there's two adults and all these things. And instead of doing that and making up all these, (laughs) these things that may not even be true, because I don't know these people's lives. Not that I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm obsessing and doing this all the time, but I'm, it's easy to, to, you know, sometimes think these things instead of doing that. I can, yeah, think of solutions. I can take in media. I guess if you want to call audiobooks and debates media, it is just a different type of media uh, that are actually adding value and taking, and also taking my mind off of necessarily just myself and realizing, oh, there's other people that have struggled with this. There's other people that are going through this or something completely different, like the debates where I'm just totally shifting focus off of this immediate struggle that I'm in and focusing on something that's so much, in my opinion, more valuable than just like focusing on my struggle. And then my, my last part of, you know, the practical ways And yeah, I don't want to sound harsh, but I always try to reframe it into gratitude. So it's like, instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, my kids won't go to sleep and like my one child's waking up the other child and it's this big nightmare. I was totally complaining about this to Evan last night. Okay. Like I can say, wow, how lucky am I to have these kids to put to bed? you know and you don't have to bypass to... Yeah. no no it's, it's like, like I it totally that's so true like it's ahead. hard and yeah it's it, totally and that's that's basically what I was saying to Evan too is like it's hard I want to to figure out some shifts because I don't want to continue on like this it's not like I'm necessarily going to be throwing in the towel and just saying oh it's just gonna take two hours every night and we're just gonna struggle and all of us cry no <laughs> but at the same time <laughs> At the same time, I can acknowledge my feelings and also, like Evan said, I have all these things that make it easier for me. I have I have a ho- I have a house to put my kids to bed in. I have beds. I have uh, air conditioning like that sleep we're songs. not so Yeah, sleep cells. I have all these resources and and just ki- the kid like these these children that I've been entrusted with to to do this with, you know? So 
it, there's always a reframe and also I'm not someone who thinks like suffering isn't real or like there's true suffering and we're not I'm not specifically speaking about things that are really deep suffering this is more things that we are you know our everyday kind of things that we can reframe our mindset on I'm not speaking to you know you know who you are if you're going through deep grief like that's not totally it's different and yeah so the I think gratitude is the antidote even if it's it's not always easy to put ourselves there, but whenever I'm feeling complaint, like I want to complain, I can acknowledge my feelings and, and still choose to be grateful for other things that are going really well or that I feel blessed by. And I was having this conversation with some friends the other night. It's like, there's a point when you've taken it too far. It's okay to have a hard time and acknowledge the, the difficulty and even to tell someone it's difficult. And if you find that that's all you're thinking and doing all the time and you're not resolving the issue then you probably need to shift something totally yeah and it's like spending the same amount of energy that you could be spending becoming discontent and making peace with a situation sometimes that's what you have to do like with the living scenario you know um okay this isn't shifting anytime soon why don't I put my focus instead of complaining or even dragging you know like my husband into the complaints or something like that into just making peace with it I think that's time well spent yeah And um, this kind of plays into something you said, but I think our spiritual health is much like our physical health. If we're not getting the right minerals and nutrients into our physical body, then our body's going to suffer and become discontent in its own way physically. And so if we're not feeding ourselves spiritual food, we are more likely to become discontent. So another thing to look at is not just what you need to not be doing or take out, but what are you putting in? Like, Like you said, time in the word oh man, nothing secures me from discontentment like time in the word. So it's like feeding yourself that way, making sure, oh, hey, if you become discontent, for example, in your relationship, your marriage, are y'all nourishing and feeding the marriage? That's really important. It's just like you can think of a sourdough starter. It needs input. So you need to have a date night or a conversation or play or whatever it is, um, some some intimacy, whatever it is. And the same thing with friendships and uh, your intellectual stimulation too like we just need so much nourishment and I feel like that's another real practical way that we can battle discontentment is to just make sure we're well nourished spiritually and mentally yeah and that's another area where you know thyself like what do you need yeah Yeah. that's so true do you need witty banter do you need to watch a rom-com I'm speaking to myself (laughs) I need to watch a reality show yeah, you need to watch a reality show. I need to spend time cooking. Like there, there's or a debate. Things. I need to watch a debate or a reality show. Why am I yeah. like this? <laughs> Girl, design. Or I need to clean my house. Okay. That's one. That's a real one. Yeah. That's yeah. Mine. Is your mind really crazy, or is your living room just filthy? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's literally me. That's me. That's me all the time. I feel stressed. I feel like I'm thinking of all of these things, mm-hmm. and then I clean my house. I'm like, oh. Oh, I'm done looking at trash and I feel better. Amazing. We should put that on a t-shirt. I think everyone needs a reminder. Like you're probably not insane. You just need to pick up the toys or whatever. You're not insane. (laughs) Clean your house. Yeah. (laughs) Do y'all want merch? Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, Yeah. Oh, I think another thought I just had is basically whether you live a rich life or a poor life is completely up to you. It really is. 
and we've said that, but just to reiterate it in simpler terms, if you want a rich life, cultivate rich thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, a rich heart to see the world because you can see, I just made a post about it. You can see the romance in life or you can see all the pain and suffering and focus on that. And you can see both, but where do most of, where does most of your attention land? Totally. Yeah. Okay. That was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I spitballed this. That was great. We showed up and I was like red faced and sweaty. And I said, you look so put together. And Lauren was like, I have, you're like, I breast smoke on my shirt and I'm wearing pajama pants. <laughs> I was like, let's go. I was like, don't be fooled. I just put this clip in my hair to feel uh, better about my dirty hair. I look so chic. Yeah. I need to go <sighs> clean my hair. That's another one. I'm borrowing my in-law shower until we finish building one. And uh, I could complain about that, but how silly. Most of my life, I've had access to a shower literally as much as I want. You could come shower here. It's so much closer. I was going to if we recorded together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, still, later today. Yeah, you need eggs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come bring me eggs and (laughs) use my shower. I'll trade you eggs for a shower. Let's get back to bartering. Okay. And yeah, if you guys have eggs for you too. I want to try them. If you guys have yeah. thoughts on contentment, if you have mm-hmm. quotes that you hold dear or um, experiences or questions or anything, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. And we're also opening up um, some boxes for questions for future episodes where we just answer questions. Mm-hmm. So if you have anything that you'd like to hear us riff on, we want to know. Yeah. We had a couple yesterday that we're going to use as episodes. Yeah. It's funny to see how people see us because they ask you about parenting and they ask me about relationships. Yeah. I love that. Okay. This has been great. Hila Buffalo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you write one? Do you know? Okay. I just wrote mine down right now. Okay. I can go. I need to come prepared with that. Do you want to go? I know. It's hard. It's hard when we don't come prepared because I feel like I'm not thinking of all the things. Uh, Okay. So a high was, I think it's this was close to to like a week and a half ago now, but it's going to count. Uh, Trevor's family was here, which was so fun. And I love when family comes to visit us and we get to share like our home and this like city and Texas and stuff. And uh, Jasper got to Jasper and Bloom got to meet their cousin for the first time and they got to play together for like five days and Bloom especially just loved. I mean, Jasper too, but Bloom is kind of tends to be a little bit more shy with strangers, but was just and they're not strangers, but she doesn't see most of this family very often. She did she did see like her Gigi and Papa recently, but even when we saw them last time, she was pretty shy. And this time she was just going up to everyone, like her uncles and the grandparents, just asking them to hold her all the time, running around the house with them, just being so friendly, which is so sweet. And now she like won't let me put her down since they left. And Trevor is saying that she just got so used to being held all the time (laughs) that she doesn't want to be put down, which honestly might be true. Uh, My low... I don't like to say this as a low because like I just said, I've just been try- I've just been choosing gratitude around it. But when when something is like a when there's a big shift in the house, it can feel challenging. And we've been me and the kids have been struggling with bedtime. Just yeah, it's it's just been kind of a mess. I don't need to go into to it sounded hard. But, it sounded really yes. hard. <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of hard. I have the details, y'all. <laughs> yeah, who knows? And 
I don't know. I like to feel like I'm always this cool, calm, collected mom. And I really don't like feeling like I'm losing it. And I, anytime I'm, you know, sharp with the kids, I'm always, I always apologize and mend, but I still don't like it, you know? And I also just don't like getting to that point of feeling at my wits end. That's when I know something has to shift. I, and now I'm, I'm thinking about all the things that I'm going to be doing. So and also just accepting that this is probably just a season where it's going to be shifting a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then <laughs> my Buffalo is that there's this, there's this big driveway of rocks and on our property that, <laughs> that our builder put in and it kind of like looped around from our concrete driveway in the front all the way to the back. And then there's this big rectangular area that they just put gravel. And ever since we moved in, it just bothered me and I wanted it to be taken away. And, but we were, we, I just thought both of us thought that we were going to have to pay someone to come do it. And then I had this idea. I was like, if I just post it free on marketplace, this is, I looked it up and it was like probably three, at least $3,000 worth of gravel. So it's like, someone will probably come take this for free. So I thought I was so smart. And I, and I was, I guess, because I posted it and someone came within a couple of days and cleared it. I actually still have a little bit more in the front yard that they're going to hopefully come back and clear. I don't know. He took his tractor. I'm like, are you coming back? Um, but that led to a series of events that we weren't really anticipating right now, which is a big project of like seeding this whole area and watering it and trying to keep the kids off of it. And uh, I just kind of signed us up for this project that's taking quite a lot of time every day. <laughs> and yesterday, I just kind of said, screw it. And I let the chickens and the ducks out. The kids are playing and J- Trevor and I are now like hopefully the grass is strong enough to make it through but there's just no way that we can keep kids chickens dogs everything off of it for two months while it grows so that's just kind of my strange weird project that we're working on this week I never would have thought that Trevor told me this yesterday this is my last thing I'll say is that um he was like are you gonna let the chickens out today because I was the one that was trying to be protective of the grass he's like Lauren we can't let this grass run our lives okay (laughs) It's so funny. It's like it already run. It already took my whole morning. So um, <laughs> I let them out. I let them out. I'm not gonna let it run my life. That's so funny. That's a, an uh, example of instead of growing discontent, just finding the resolution. You did. Yeah. Now you can have grass, and it will be very strong because it will have to be. I hope so. <laughs> um, my high is that this Saturday. If you're listening to this, it's probably already happened for sure. But this Saturday is my one-year marriage anniversary with Mason. Um, and that feels like an exciting thing, just an accomplishment. And then my low, what was my low? I thought of it. Oh, we have a chicken right now that is uh, very egg-bound. I just kind of force-fed her a little bit, a strawberry and some calcium and hoping that pushes things along. But I think today in a bath, I need to soak her in some Epsom salt and massage around in her oviduct. And yeah, that's, you know, it's just an interesting activity. Hopefully she makes it through. She's sweet. Her name's Darla. And then my buffalo, I'm going to keep it kind of vague and mysterious because, um, yeah, it just, it just needs to be that way. But there have been a lot of, uh, what I would call coincidences but I'm thinking they're little signs from God I'm not sure it's if you guys have thoughts on determining whether or not something is coming to you from God or 
just from your focus being on it? I'd love to hear it. I'm pretty sure I know the answer and why um, to what's going on. And the I've been keeping in mind, God is not the author of confusion. But there's been just a series of <laughs> signs this week that make you stop and wonder, uh, Mason and I both. And then also some really specific answered prayers. I uh, just feel really heard by God and like he's delivering things to me in very specific ways that I asked for them. And oh, hi, Bloomy girl. Bloomy just woke up. And uh, yeah, that feels very strange and exciting and um, powerful. And yeah, just like feeling close to God in those things, in those moments. Yep. That's my high-low buffalo. What do you, what do you think about prayer? Whose week is it? It oh, it might be mine, mine because well, you just did I a guess solo. it's yours because I did a solo last week. Okay, got it. All right, hi, Bloomy. You gonna pray with us? Yep. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll record these. Okay, Heavenly Father, we come to you grateful for our friendship, and grateful for this time that we get to carve out and speak life into topics that we hope are um, bringing benefit to other people. These are always topics that are near and dear to us and relevant in our life, and we hope that they are bringing um, insight and inspiration and um, new ideas to the people listening. We thank you for our lives and all the things we have to be grateful for. We thank you for what your word says about contentment and how we can apply that to our lives, and we pray that you would fortify our hearts with the ability to seek joy and contentment in our everyday lives. We love you. We thank you for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Amen. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See you next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope that it's brought value into your lives. For a minute here, I'm going to share about some things that have brought value into our lives. We've chosen just a couple of sponsors this season, and these are companies that we trust that we use in our daily lives and that we feel confident about bringing to you. The first company is Purity Coffee. Now I love this coffee and there are a couple of things that set it apart. The first is how they test their coffee for mold. As many of us know, as coffee is processed, it often molds. And so this is an important part of the process. If you listen to the podcast, you know that Lauren and I have both gone through extensive journeys with mold. And so because this is a staple for my family, it's very important that when I sit down for a cup of coffee, I know it's not a steaming hot cup of mold. I've never found another coffee company that's more forthcoming or honest about this process. The second thing is the taste. Their beans are not over roasted, which I find to be super rare. They retain their flavor and complexity, and I just really appreciate that. It makes it a really enjoyable part of my day.